the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All of us can remember from high school Shakespeare of the stiloquy of Hamlet to die, to sleep, to sleep, and then to wake no more. Well, it turns out sleep is a huge problem among seniors, among boomers, and it's something that Dr. Jimmy Heisman and I are going to talk about on Take 10. We come to you every week with a discussion of mental health issues, and Dr. Heisman, a nationally known psychotherapist and expert on caregiving and addictions as well. Carol Zerniel, our other co-host, is on special assignment, so it is me and Dr. Jamie. Uh, So, Dr. Jamie, what is it about sleep and especially seniors? Well, you know, Ron, as we get older, obviously, the mind works in challenging ways. As we're young, it works in challenging ways. However, it somehow becomes more pronounced later when we become more pressured, when our medical health becomes bigger challenge, when we start seeing our loved ones and friends pass away. When life's kind of triggers to us become something that we mentally become challenged with, meaning through anxiety, through depression, through whatever uh, is happening within us, we get triggered. And often that trigger is felt in our sleep. And for boomers and seniors, this has become a pandemic. I can certainly talk to you about it as an individual without it being a psychologist because it impacts me in a huge sort of way, but you're right. Across our country, it is pandemic, the need for sleep. And we know, especially for seniors, uh, some of the more commonly used medications to induce sleep are not recommended because they put them at high risk. No, that's so true, Ron. And, you know, we grow up and, and we, and like you said, the aging process, we're not quite the same. And our body really, as we age, um, sleep loss can literally kind of speed up the process. Uh, I did a lot of studies with sleep because I am having sleep challenges and have for many years. But, you know, UCLA researchers discovered that a single night of insufficient sleep, Ron, can make it an older adult's cell age quicker. So healthy adults, okay, really need seven to eight hours of sleep. But you're talking about groups that may have, you know, some complex trauma, some anxiety, some depression, and it's all manifested, unfortunately, at night in the sleep. Now, many of us throw around the term insomnia as if we know what it is. Is that a psychological challenge, a physical challenge, or both? It's both. Uh, insomnia is something that certainly I can relate to. Uh, the other concept that when you have poor sleep or Let's say we'll get into it in a minute, but sleep apnea or things that wake you up and go bump in the night. Then the next day, you may have insomnia in the evening and can't sleep, which is pretty much the definition of that. All we need for this segment and or the next day when then you have to sleep, which is more like narcolepsy when you can fall asleep, let's say, at a traffic light. So that's why it's so critical for us to have good sleep habits, for us to be able to be balanced, because literally it'll affect us 24-7. And what do you do if you're having trouble sleeping? You call your PCP or do you go to a a therapist? 
That's a great, great sort of uh, question. My personal feeling is both. I see mental health and sleep, especially as being a three-legged stool. I think we should address it medically. And I think, and I hope our caregivers, when they have sleep issues, will look up a sleep specialist, which is usually a neurologist or even a primary care physician who has studied sleep in their residency. That's a medical issue. They'll get help, hopefully, if it's maybe sleep apnea or if there's medical issues that are keeping them up. On a psychological standpoint too, Ron, I see a lot of patients that are looking at the things that go bump in the night, the challenges I mentioned, the grief, the loss, the complex PTSD or fight, flight, and freeze response. And those manifest themselves in the evening too. So I deal with my patients with what we call cognitive behavioral therapy. I deal with them with dialectical behavioral therapy, which is like breath work, which is designed for sleep. And so that's critical. And then the third leg of the stool is social. You do not want to stimulate yourself in negative situations with negative people either. So it is a three-legged stool. I always wondered, and, and maybe because I'm just innately curious, what happens to your body in that instant when you're awake and then you're asleep? Yeah, that's interesting. So REM, which I'm sure you'll have a neurologist put this together who, who can probably explain it better which is a, the state of sleep when we can really get to a place where it's more restful, more impactful, um, is a special place, right? It's a, it's a rapid eye sort of movement, and it's a place when we can get to that's, that's resting. But when we literally go from what you explained just now, when you fall asleep and then somewhat twilight sleep and you're going up and you're going down, the body has a very, very difficult time really becoming restored. And that is what sleep literally is for us. It's a restorative process. It's like going into a, a gas station as the car, but for seven or eight hours where all of your systems can chill and have to then produce new cells and, and repair the body as, it, as we go. We're talking about sleep. And if you've just joined us, this is Take 10. We come to you every week with a discussion of a variety of mental health issues. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Dr. Jamie Heisman, psychotherapist, our co-host today, Carol Zerniel, on special assignment, so she's not with us. And Dr. Jamie, as we talk about sleep and what it is about sleep, uh, you mentioned seven to eight hours. Are there people who say they don't need that much, that six hours, five hours is enough for them? Uh, are we that different we are somewhat different. And I do really advocate for those who think they can do it in that process. I love my father. I am so jealous. My father can fall asleep at any given moment through what most anxiety and he can have power naps and his power naps kind of restore him. Now for me, I can't, I cannot do that. There are people that can restore themselves in five to six hours. A lot of though behavior goes into the fact of why they can do that. Realizing that we need our sleep habits to be good. We also need to be really unencumbered by anxiety. Um, and so there's only certain people who can, but on the average, seven to eight hours really works. For children, as a developing brain goes, they usually need a lot more. Now, you mentioned sleep apnea. I happen to have it. Uh, and for those who don't know, Dr. Jamie, what is it? Well, now, sleep apnea is different in a lot of different people. I, mean, I do, too, have sleep apnea, Ron. We both do. And we can find out that sleep apnea for us sometimes is a structural problem within our own sort of uh, selves, physiological, where literally I have blockage. And what happens is that blockage will stop me from breathing. And when I do an inpatient sort of test, it might stop me from breathing 30 to 40 times in a given hour. Wow. So other people might have mild sleep apnea. It can come from different things. If your body mass index is over, let's say, 
40. It may come from, from weight issues, but I've also seen sleep apnea not. Now, we all know the, the cures and, and the, the instruments, if you will, sometimes say of torture, but also if you can get used to it, of a CPAP which allows us to regulate our breathing at night and provides us restful sleep. But many people can't use it because it literally is a challenge for them while they're wearing it to actually sleep. I wear uh, a similar device uh, and it, it works very well for me. I didn't knock wood, have trouble adjusting to it. And for the first time with it, I hadn't realized how terrible my sleep had been before. True. People feel really amazing after a good experience with the CPAP. Okay. And how they find out is usually their partners will tell them they're snoring because sleep apnea is characterized by that. But I have obstructive sleep apnea, which is pretty much the most common form that occurs when your throat muscles kind of relax. I'm not sure whether you have like central sleep apnea, which when your brain doesn't send proper signals to the muscles that control the breathing or complex where it literally, you know, occurs when you both have obstructive sleep apnea and central Either way, I would get to a sleep specialist and let them monitor your sleep, and they can do that outpatient quite well. Obviously, if it's more pronounced, they may have to use an inpatient facility. We've got about 30 seconds left. For people who are suffering from any number of sleep disorders, are, are we further along today than we were 15 or 20 years ago in helping them? I think we are. We are. We actually have new surgeries, if you will, if, uh, if you actually clinically can, can match it criteria-wise called INSPIRE, which is literally a two-hour surgical procedure that uh, you don't need a CPAP, that you can just wand yourself and it puts electric shocks that you don't feel to your tongue. But we also run, I want to not say for a second that people should minimize the fact which you mentioned about therapy. Caregivers who have a lot of things on their mind, a lot of issues taking care of their loved one, more and more stress that pops in on them. I really suggest you go to a very sound uh, therapist, geriatric care manager, if you will, and start dealing cognitively with the stress, learning new techniques like breath work, which was designed for sleep and other ways to calm the temporal lobe. If that's not working, go see a neurologist. You got to stop you right there. Thank you, Dr. Jamie. For Dr. Jamie Heisman, I'm Ron Aaron. We'll talk with you again on Take 10. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.